On today's episode, we're bringing the heat, Lauren. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) What's our episode about? We are doing our feature episode of the month, In the Know. Trends you've got to be learning about. You got to know about them. (laughs) Yeah, you do. It's going to be awesome. Let's get in. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go RogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. We are back in the studio talking about, well, April 2021, In the Know. In the Know. This is one of our favorite episodes. Uh, Well, one, we get to learn about all the things going on and also... Trends that you should know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't have to behave myself because we don't have a guest. Is that how it is? Apparently. (laughs) There's a lot more grace in this episode, I think. So uh, anyway, but we're really excited that you're here with us today. Um, We are going to jump in some really, really cool things that are happening uh, for this month. And so things that you need to know about. But before we do, we like to start off with something fun. What is that, Lauren? Yes, Brian. (laughs) We like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? So... Ryan, what are you obsessed with this week? I'm obsessed with that uh, little Cajun two-step. What? Stale Cracker on TikTok. <laughs> I've been watching this dude nonstop. He is my favorite. He's this guy. Oh, is this the chicken pot pie guy? Yeah. Oh I'm gosh. about to learn y'all some chicken pot pie. Oh Let's do it, dude. Oh my gosh. Let's get it, dude, is actually what he says. So anyway, I'm. he's just, I'm learning how to make Cajun dishes and he's hilarious. So funny. He's, he like, he's like, it's terrible. He's like holding a chicken. He's like, no. well, learn y'all some chicken pie pie. And then the chicken goes, like, <laughs> and then on top of that, he puts, puts obviously like chicken into the pot and he's like some of that yard pimp. Oh my like, gosh. It's so good. It is so funny. It brightens my day. And I've shared this with multiple people and nobody has the feelings that I do I'm about. So sorry. Yeah. It's okay. He's such a good dude, but yeah, check out uh, stale cracker. We'll give a shout out. Old stale cracker. Yes. Cooking it up, <laughs> doing some crawfish boils, some low country boils. It's good stuff. I always tease Alex, my wife, because she she's from Louisiana. Yeah. I was like, this is your family. And she's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. It's good stuff. What about you? Um, okay, so every once in a while on this episode, I do mention that I don't really love the word obsessed, even though I'm the one who chose it. <laughs> do we need it. to change it? Uh, no. We should put a poll out there if you guys want us to change it. We'll see. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with this this week, (laughs) but um, it's really hard for me to start a new show by myself um, just because I just, I don't know, it's a big commitment to me, apparently. Anyways, so I tried uh, Tribes of Europa. Um, It is a new Netflix um, show. It's like post-apocalyptic, but it's like... Everybody's gone into tribes now. It's kind of these warring tribes and everything. It was um, originally in German. Um, so it's got a whole different kind of feel to it and everything, but they dubbed it really, really well. Um, I really wondered but with the first episode. I was like, oh, is this going to be horrible? But it actually they did a great job. Um, anyways, it's actually really good. Um, it's uh, definitely uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little dark. 
<laughs> a little violence as well. Darker than like The Walking Dead. <clears throat> I didn't really watch much of The Walking Dead, so oh, okay. I don't know if that was a great comparison. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyways, it's just very interesting. Um, it's a definite like spin, not usually how post-apocalyptic shows go. It's usually like everything's dust and everyone's just surviving <laughs> on canned goods. Yeah. This is more like way in the future of like everything has been overgrown. Like you see skyscrapers with like bushes on top of that of like oh, vines. Wow. So it's like really far in the future. And like everyone's got new religions and culture and nice, very interesting. So yeah. I'm only like two episodes in, so I can't like vouch for it, but I think it's really interesting. And so I'm going to keep going. Nice. That's where you and I differ. Cause I can start any show by myself. It's usually when I start one with my wife and then she falls asleep and then we yeah. rewatch the episode again and rewatch that episode again. And yeah, yeah. so, yeah, that's fun because you get to really learn about a show right, right out of the gate. So I'll just check that out. What's it called again? Tribes of Europa. Nice. It's nice. brand new. I think it came out this month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, let's jump into this month's topic, which is in the know. Uh, I think I'm going to start it off. Yeah, you are. With our YouTube shorts. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Um, actually, but you have a quote. You want to read the quote? <laughs> yes, or I can a little read bit you. about it? <laughs> I can read the, the quote for you. Thanks. Um, the Verge had a great quote. Um, they have a really fantastic article actually about YouTube shorts. So we'll make sure to link that in our show notes. Um, but it says YouTube shorts will feature all the basics of any TikTok clone. A multi-segment camera that makes it easy for creators to quickly string together clips a wide selection of music tracks, and a robust-looking captioning tool, the last of which is debuting alongside the U.S. launch. So uh, Todd Sherman um, of YouTube said, we really want to create a playground of creativity here where we give creators the raw materials to produce great videos. Yeah. So I have engaged with some YouTube shorts. You have? I have. And... I haven't created one myself just yet, but it is, it is interesting. I am all for YouTube coming out with more tools to help creators. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think they've done that decently well in their creator studio to be able to edit video and like do some trims and cuts and things like that of stuff that you wouldn't have been able to before, right? You upload right. a video and it's pretty much there. Uh, but with this, you can actually edit out things. I think that that is, they're on track for that with the shorts. It feels a little clunky, which yeah. it is new, uh, but getting two new shorts was like a, a trial for me. I'm like, well, I'm trying to go to the next one. How do I do this? Am I swiping? No, I'm not swiping. Am I scrolling? Mm. Am I? It just felt a little clunky, but I can see how they were going to expand on this. I don't think it's going to be a competitor for TikTok. I think it's just going to be something for them and their own their own community. Yeah. Like you, you go to YouTube for a specific experience. Um, I'm not going to TikTok to watch an, you know, 30 minute video. Right. Like that's just not what's there. And so I don't, I think they're going to just like what they did kind of with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just one of those things I think that they're going to be able to actually expand on this, but I don't think it's going to take away from TikTok. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be a new experience while you're already on YouTube. Um, that's on my own personal opinion. Uh, right. But again, I am, I'm more than anything looking forward to the actual creative tools that they're going to open up for this because they're actually putting some intense, like or intention around it. So, yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting because of course with our company and what we do, we really are big on producing quality long form content and then repurposing that into shorter clips. And it's kind of like YouTube is actually naturally doing this mm-hmm. where um, they were saying that basically 
if you subscribe to someone short or you see it from there, it subscribes you to their long form content as well. Which so is it's a, great. It's a great way to get a teaser of basically what you would get on that channel anyways. And so <clears throat> I actually love that it's naturally doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a great way um, because people want to engage with shorter content for the most part. Um, and so if you can be able to do that naturally for your channels, I could see it really increasing YouTube's traffic. Yeah. Well, and it just goes in line with, I think that they are really trying to help help the creator out as well as provide opportunities Right. Uh, for one, like the, the being able to segment out your video for specific, um, you know, topics that you're talking about. So somebody is like, it's opening up the search platform as well for that. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can do with that. And it's also combating kind of the long form content with some good short form. Right. And if it's an easy way for people to subscribe to your channel, um, man, jump on that. Like they're going to be pushing this Yeah, as a great opportunity for marketers, small business owners. If you're putting out content already long form on YouTube, mm-hmm. jump on that too. We've, we've already been kind of talking about how we can integrate this into our own marketing right. strategy. Um, just because it's something that is obviously hot, um, right now with YouTube. So. All right. So YouTube is recommending, um, 15 seconds. It allows 60 seconds max. Um, but if the platform is recommending 15 seconds, that's what she really should be doing. Um, so we love for you guys to tell us how you're using this feature. It is in beta. So, um, there are, give it a grace period for sure. And I know that they are primarily targeting mobile users currently. Yeah. Um, so you can find it in the home section on your desktop, but what it's really going to be featured is in the mobile, um, which will be really kind of cool to watch and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, so mine is talking about Instagram guides. And I think we mentioned this a, a couple months ago, kind of offhandedly. Um, but I actually really wanted to dive in a little deeper to Instagram guides. Um, if you have not seen it, it's because it's kind of a little bit tricky to find. Um, but I'm seeing some influencers start to really promote this and I think it's going to be really cool. So it is a new way for users to collect posts, products, or places in a micro blog and share with their followers. The guide feature is still quite hidden, but you can find it under the new shop tab. Together with the shopping function on Instagram, this will bring a new level of inspiration for influencers. It opens up new opportunities to use this tool in collaborations to curate a list of recommended products. Yeah. Um, so this is really cool. I saw it mainly with some travel influencers the first time I actually experienced this. And so what they had done under this shop feature, they'd created a guide of posts that they had done around for restaurants within a particular city. So you could literally click on the guide. And I think it was for like Austin or something. Um, and I could just see all the posts she had done about restaurants in Austin. And it was really, really cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, and so I think we're going to see brands get really creative with this because they're actually able to create, like it said, micro blogs within their Instagram profile, which I think is insanely cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my wheels are already turning. I know. I know. It's super (laughs) cool. It's been out for a little bit, but it's just not, it's not really been pushed too heavily yet. No, I think they're still hanging on to reels. Uh, I think that's, that's their thing. But, and honestly, I mean, I interact with reels, but again, not the same way I interact with TikTok. Uh, But it it has been kind of a, um, I guess, sleeping feature Mm -hmm. like they, they Mm -hmm. have, uh, but I I think once reels kind of dies down a little bit, they're probably going to really push this, which ideally this is great for their, their brand anyway. I mean, it's something that for marketers or for travel influencers, whoever, uh, to be able to provide more information, more content, more value uh, in a really cool and curated way. Yeah. And I think that's just, I mean, we're seeing more and more users really use the perfect word curate 
on Instagram. I mean, they're very particular of what goes on their feed, the look and the feel, whatever you see in the highlights and guides just makes it one more step that they can do that. And so, um, each guide includes a cover image, a title introduction, and opt optional, goodness, descriptions for entries. So it really allows you to show the intention behind what you're doing. It's not just random where they have to kind of guess like, what is this guide? No, you can really state that. Um, and when I was doing some research on kind of how people have used this, they had so many ideas and people are already being super creative of creating lists for your audiences, like gift guides, product guides, travel guides, their top tips of their content, ranking items and teams and all kinds of things to guides, um, instructions on how to use particular products, and even a story um, of people actually building stories through different pieces of their guide that they've done. And um, it's really cool. Um, I have a feeling reels may die down, but this will become a, just a stapled feature that people regularly use. And I think for brands, especially, this is going to be critical for you to hop on um, just because it's going to be a resource for your audience. And if it's obviously, if you're providing educational content, mm. I mean, this is huge. You can repurpose some of your blogs as you've already done, especially have multiple points. And if you're able to actually integrate your stories or some type of video feature within that or graphics, mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is kind of sky's the limit with what you can do with this. So, so for my understanding of the way that it works is that it is what you've already posted. So you mm -hmm. grab what you've posted in your feed. Um, so it's going to be also understanding the strategy of what you're posting with thinking in the mindset of guides of what I can actually curate in the future. Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see how people do this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And again, I think this is a, a feature that they have come up with. It's not something that really stole from anybody else. No, I don't think, no. um, but I mean, it's just a really cool thing to, I, I agree. I think it's going to be a staple there. Mm -hmm. And also they're going to be taking away search traffic from Google, mm -hmm. which is a big deal. Yeah. Like why, if you can, in your mind, we already think, Oh, I need to find a video on how to do something. I go to mm -hmm. YouTube. Like you yeah. just automatically think that. And so if you're like, man, I'd really love to figure out like some type of guide, yeah. you know, to do us, you know, work with a certain product or learn something like, I think, Instagram is going to try to steal away some of that traffic. So absolutely. I follow a ton of food bloggers, um, local stale cracker. No, not stale oh, cracker. Stale cracker. Hey man, <laughs> you need to get on Instagram guides. I need to check it out and see if he's on there for some Cajun he, stuff. Maybe he is. Maybe oh, he is. Let's um, get it, dude. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in Northwest Arkansas, we are really big about uh, supporting local businesses. And so there are a ton of local restaurants there around some here. Phenomenal restaurants around here. Um, so it's really cool because when you have these food bloggers that um, go around, um, they can actually really write on a lot of really cool stuff. And so when I follow them, one of my favorites is the Hangry Peddler. Mm -hmm. um, he is fantastic. And it's like those people that can start utilizing those particular resources of things they've already posted about and been really thoughtful and put it together and it's going to be a huge resource, but it's also competition like with what you said with search engines yeah. or even big magazines. Ooh. So, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a great idea too. Yeah. And I think, um, I mean, there are several and we've had like leisure list on our, on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's a phenomenal resource. I need, I'd be interested to see if they're starting to use guides. I think they are. Yeah. I would imagine they are. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and say that they are. We'll check it out. And yeah. See. We'll see for sure. All right. So it's back to me actually. Oh, is it? It is. Oh, I'm okay, going okay. twice here. Switching it um, up. So TikTok. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I will really share. And, you know, we are all in social media marketing here and I am just not <clears throat> on TikTok. I'll be very honest with you. Um, but 
you definitely can recognize that it is a booming platform. There was a crazy statistic, and this was back in the end of 2020, of like an average user spends 840 minutes a month on TikTok. Good grief. Which is an insane amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so there is a a huge market for advertisement on TikTok. Um, But obviously you need to also understand your audience. If you're, there's, there's a large audience that's not on TikTok. Um, but if you have growing toward a younger base, like your audience is there. Um, and so what I wanted to do is kind of look at the research of what strategies brands can use while they're on TikTok, because I think that's where they get really confused. Cause they're like, I'm not going to do some silly dance. Yeah. That's yeah. just not on brand for us. And that I just don't know how to use it and everything. And honestly, that's probably not what your users are searching for anyways. And so I found two, um, kind of strategies, um, or features of TikTok that people are using. And so the first one is to do a branded hashtag challenge. Yeah. So a branded hashtag challenge, I found this from boosted is a challenge. And when a company creates a hashtag and asks followers to submit videos that are related to that hashtag and that feature the hashtag, there are many reasons why branded hashtag challenges are effective as TikTok marketing strategy. The first is because they have potential to attract a lot of attention and go viral. And so one of the examples that I found is from e.l.f. Cosmetics, which is eyes, lips, and face. Um, And they did a challenge which is described as the most influential campaign on TikTok to date currently. Um, The campaign involved the creation of the original song called Eyes, Lips, and Face to go alongside (laughs) the brand's hashtag challenge. A number of influencers promoted the song in their own videos, which then spurred on other celebrities and users to do the same. The song ended up going viral, not only on TikTok, but on other platforms, including Instagram and YouTube. YouTube. In response, Elf Cosmetics created its own music video to coincide with the release of the song in full. This got over 4 billion views and 3 million user-generated videos. That was crazy. And they literally just put out a post to say, hey... I mean, they they came up with the original song. So that is something to be noteworthy. But... yeah. They asked people to participate with them, create with us, show what you can do. And the response was insane. Um, And we're seeing a lot of this push. I mean, if you look at any report for 2021, you will see the term UGC, which is user-generated content. Um, This is something that brands have to, it's not suggested. They have to understand what that looks like of asking people to create content for you with the brand and use that content. And so this is where that branded hashtag challenge comes in, but it's very successful on TikTok. And so it's a a creative way for your brand to think about how could we ask them to do it in a genuine way, not just trying to repeat something, but how could we ask them to do and create content for us that would interact with our brand or use our brand? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, Goodness. I mean, there's so much there, especially with being able, I, I think you have to be somewhat creative with that. Yeah. But we've talked about in the past, you mentioned this, like that user generated content, um, being able to use it in your campaigns. I, we saw several COVID ads mm-hmm. um, that were using like specific videos created by their, by their users that actually went into this high productive or high production uh, TV commercial. Um, and I think it was, it was YouTube. There was, man, I'm trying to think of the other ones that we so we talked about it when they came out. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, just, it was such a great uh, idea of letting your 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 actual customers talk about your brand, and so being able to come up with a fun and obviously you know 
engaging hashtag that they can jump in. They know that you're actually going to use their content. I think that's one of the biggest things too, is like, if I, Oh, I'm going to spend all this time and basically nobody's going to see it or recognize it or anything like that. Like it was probably pretty cool for those people to be a part of somewhat of a bigger movement with this hashtag. So you can do that at small scale Mm -hmm. as well. Um, I'm thinking just even locally, like PDA, no Amy Morgan over there, like she, they could put together something like this to where it's a branded hashtag for local, um, just influencers and people around and talking about like pediatric dentistry and Mm -hmm. like, Hey, show us your kids brushing their teeth at home. What is your method? And, you know, making that fun. I'm thinking that for myself because I'm like, we need ideas to make it more fun, make it more fun. (laughs) So, um, but think about that, like on a small business level, like you could actually do that if your community is on TikTok. Don't assume, Hey, I'm going to put out this branded hashtag and then, you know, assume that your audience is actually there. If they're not like, don't move them from one platform to there, but if they're already there, if they're engaging, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of her audience is, so that could be something that, uh, could be really impactful. So, yeah. So uh, another feature, and this is not a new feature. I'm not saying (laughs) Look out. This has been here. Um, It's called duets. And so duets are another highly successful and unique TikTok marketing approach. Duets involve a brand creating a video and then letting TikTok users duet that video with a side-by-side video with the two videos played simultaneously in a split screen method. Um, And so what's unique about this, and it's the same concept with the UGC, it's allowing your audience, your biggest fans to interact with you. Um, to actually experience your brand um, rather than them reacting to it. And there's just such a difference in that. And so um, instead of them reacting to an ad that you put out, they actually get to be a part of it. And that's that's the main difference. And that's also the younger generations, that's what they want. They want to be able to have gamification um, mm-hmm. within brands. They want to be able to have an experience. They also want to have cause. Um, within these brands. And so anything that you can do to really interact with that younger audience is really important. And so that's kind of where I looked at these branded hashtag challenges and the duets is really to involve your audience through UGC. And so um, if, again, mm-hmm. your audience is there, yes, <laughs> um, I think it's a great idea for you to try these. And if you do, we would love for you to show us those examples please, because be we would really love cool. to learn what you did and just your story and how it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're jumping in. <laughs> it's probably super awkward for people yeah. who don't know what we're going to be talking about, but so excited. Probably about really it. awkward on video too. <laughs> <laughs> we are jumping into Clubhouse. And how they got have are getting competitors. Yeah, I guess I took this way here. I'm I'm not going to take away the quotes from you. Ruffling feathers everywhere. Yes, I love (laughs) it so much. Oh man, I found so much value out of Clubhouse just even this past week. um, Mm -hmm. It has been fantastic, and so um, it's interesting now that. Uh, social media platforms are kind of fighting over each other mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Like this is good. This is why it's fun because right. Facebook, like you mentioned before, has just dominated so yeah. much Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok's on the rise. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden audio only clubhouse, little clubhouse coming along and Not stealing users anymore. Not at all. So yeah. anyway, I'm sorry. I'll let you read the, uh, the description the, the super here. Cool quote. Yeah. So, um, when I was doing some research on this, um, I find a lot of great stuff on The Verge, by the way. I'm just going to shout out to them. We love um, The Verge. But uh, Facebook, it, 
They were a little heated and spicy on this one. <laughs> Facebook, a company known for ripping its ideas from competitors, has reportedly set its Goodness. sights on social audio. The New York Times reports today that the company is working on a copycat of Clubhouse, the buzzy invite-only social audio startup. The Times reports the product is in the early stages of development. Um, so they made this announcement uh, shortly after Mark Zuckerberg appeared on Clubhouse. He jumped in, man. Talking about Believe AI. Um, and it was actually uh, pretty surprising for most people since this is a new social platform and here's the king of Facebook coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, uh, Facebook is going to try to compete. That is fantastic. I love it so much. Um, I really, we've talked about it before. I hope everything, I hope Clubhouse hangs on. They don't get acquired. I hope that they can just build something amazing, scale. They have Uh, to have an offer already on the table. Oh, I'm sure they have tons and tons (laughs) of offers. Uh, But yeah, this is is really cool to kind of see this. And also, I mean, what's crazy is the amount of celebrities and people that are in these rooms that you can literally just jump into a conversation mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Uh, so actually, um, our, our, our astronaut may, ah. I was in a clubhouse for NASA where they were talking about specific like space missions and stuff. And yeah. May was in that room. No way. Yeah. That's so, super cool. It is cool. And so it was one of those things of like very accessible and this is what has kind of created this. And mm-hmm. so obviously Facebook is jumping into this. Um, I'm sure, you know, well, we've talked Twitter is actually doing it with their spaces. Yeah. Um, I got a quote for that one too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Bring it. Yeah. So well, let me pause this for a second. <laughs> Twitter makes my day um, because when they try to compete, the names that they choose, fleets. yeah, double bubble fleets. And <laughs> this is new one is spaces, which is way better. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, but it's very ambiguous on what it means. So that's why it always cracks me up. Um, but Twitter space, Twitter Spaces is what it's called. Uh, the Socials Network Clubhouse Rival is working towards a public launch in April. So this is unique in a sense that um, Facebook has not announced when they're going to be doing this. Their yeah. feature will be um, in the messenger rooms. Um, it's kind of similar with their kind of competitor to Zoom. Facebook will compete with anybody. Apparently. Um, yeah. But Twitter um, announced that the company intends to make it possible for anyone to host a Twitter space room of their own sometime in April. Um, so get excited to jump in a Twitter space room. I just love this called space room. Post it on your double bubble fleet <laughs> <laughs> in collaboration with another brand. <laughs> Where are we live? This is a Chuck E. Cheese app. What are we talking about here? Um, no, no, I think it's great that obviously people, they're putting in the work to compete with right. Clubhouse. Um, obviously it's gotten some attention yes. because people love it. They love the experience. I love being able to be in there as well. Um, it is interesting though, that Facebook is still pushing those rooms, like those messenger rooms. They tried to, I mean, still, even on the app, you pull it up today and it's like, like, Hey, start a room with your friends. I've never entered a room. I haven't either. <laughs> I said I would on the podcast. It was noted that I did say that I was going to do it. Oh no. And I just haven't Liar. done it. I just don't, I don't find it appealing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting that, you know, obviously Twitter is trying to do this as well yes. for Twitter. Just stick with it. You're so good at what you do. You yes. don't have to go nuts with every new trend that's popping out there. But anyway, they're going to try. Um, <laughs> they are going to try. Uh, but it is it is awesome that obviously audio only is mm-hmm. a 
big deal, as well as my own experience, um, kind of jumping into conversations about podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've connected with a few people there and, and even following them on Instagram, connecting on LinkedIn. Um, next stop, Crazy, Tra- Cra- Crazy Town was a, uh, oh, yeah. a podcast that I connected with um, over there. And sh- she's actually doing some really, really cool things, um, talking to really interesting people. And we've just kind of continued that conversation off of Clubhouse. And so there's some really neat stuff that's actually happening on Clubhouse. I don't know that you're going to be able to replicate that mm-hmm. right now and with yeah. an Instagram or I'm sorry, with the Facebook or Twitter, but I know they're going to try to. They will try um, for sure. So I hope that Clubhouse has a more of a social um, I guess, connectability, because like LinkedIn, you actually have to go and search out that person if you want to connect with them. Instagram is already natively on there, so you can follow them on Instagram. Uh, but I'm hoping that they really have this, I don't know if it's direct messages on Clubhouse, if that needs to happen. I know they're working on some new features, but yeah, um, yeah I, I just like just honestly, the simplicity of it. Yeah. And it's just kind of innocent. You just kind of jump on, jump into a conversation. It's fantastic. And again, I don't think that Facebook or um, Twitter is going to be able to duplicate that experience. Right. It's cool to see them try. I, I feel like one of the successes of Clubhouse was not necessarily that it's audio only, because if you guys have listened to me enough, you know, that's not <laughs> what's going to get me there but was the exclusivity that they did was so smart that you had to have an invite to get inside because then everybody who didn't even need to be on there was like, I want a clubhouse invite. And it was just, it it made it boom. Yeah. And it was just super smart. Oh, very smart. Well, it's probably, I mean, they're now they've seen an influx in users. And so audio experience has had some issues Mm -hmm. with that. Like people not being able to come because you get so many people in a room and um, I'm, I'm sure their servers are getting weighed down quite a bit. So, but uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, do you remember, when you had to have an invite to Gmail? Uh, no. That was a thing. <laughs> Producer Jacob. Brian, you are old. <laughs> my man. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I got my invite and I was pumped because I was wow. like, I got to get away from Yahoo and Hotmail. Oh, yeah. Wow. Be okay. fit at Hotmail. Um, so for Clubhouse, I mean, the, what we really want you just to kind of get away from this particular point. Um, one, if you haven't checked out clubhouse, there's a lot of really cool things happening there. And it's very authentic because you can't really strategize a, a whole plan on posting schedule or anything like that. It's, it, it's live. It's there. You have to be kind of on it, um, which is super cool. Um, but it, Clubhouse is a great example of how social platforms are basically starting to compete again, where it used to be Facebook is just dominating. Um, And so I think it's got Facebook maybe running a little scared of just that there's other powerhouses that have great ideas that may hold on to them. And so that's fantastic um, and just something to pay attention to. Yeah. And uh, apparently Gen Z, they're not even on Facebook anymore. So they don't care. They don't care. A resident Gen Zer told us all about that. You're right. In yes. an episode, so uh, make sure you guys check that one out. But also, uh, I mean, was this it? This was good stuff. This, this was, was like it. power packed. This was awesome. I was trying. I was trying. Good job, Lauren. This Thanks. is this is good stuff. So hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys go to gorogex.com slash podcast or roguecreators.club. If you want to see all of the information, all the notes and everything will be right there for you. But thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you guys subscribe as well and share this with somebody you found value today. Our In the Know episodes get shared more than the other ones uh, because it's just power packed. I'm going to keep saying power power, packed. Power (laughs) packed. Powered. This is awesome. No. No. Okay. All right. Well, we're out today. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week.
All right, Lauren, are you ready for rapid, rapid, fire, fire, fire? fire? We'll see. All right, Jacob, <laughs> are you ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> that was such a good <laughs> Tia, man. Come on. Sorry, Come man. On. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, what is the weirdest thing in your refrigerator currently? Oh, no. <laughs> what is in your refrigerator? I just threw it out. It was like some old mushrooms. I like diced up, and they I've never seen anything grow. Oh, gross. It was so nasty. <laughs> Wasn't what's the grossest of it? No, but that's where my mind went. We have some like peppered fig jam. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, it's delicious, but uh, throw that on some, you know, cream cheese, some crackers, stale crackers. Oh I need gosh. to send that to him. He'd you got to stop it. with that. <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Um, well, I'm not keeping like old, nasty mushrooms and growing stuff in there. Though I have done that kind of stuff. You just move those, so you. Yeah. Uh, so it's we haven't given it a lot of time. I, I think I have like a. Um, mm, it's like a creamy horseradish spread. Okay. It's, re- <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. That is super weird, though. But it is kind of a. It's definitely. I'm the only one in my household that likes it. Oh um, man, it's super good though. Doesn't make me feel good right now at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Switch that camera over for you too. There you go. Well, they can see me blocked out by the pole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. What made up word would you incorporate into the English language if you could? Oh, dang. Like another language word that's not in. It's more like maybe like a cultural something that you say that's not really a word. Okay. 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 Like, like you could say Ferda. Like you wanted Ferda, Ferda to a, be in the like official English language. That's a great one. Oh, that's so good. Ready? To, what is it? Tally? Ready to tally, boys? Oh my word! Oh man, Tilly. That's what it is, Tilly. <laughs> I want to say Tilly. It means fight. Apparently, the Canadians. That's just one of their words. Wait, ready, is it ready to Tilly? That's that awesome. feels pretty inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie about that. Like that. <laughs> You're not headed anywhere good You can't there. team me up for that. I mean, Ferta was fantastic, man. For the boys. Ferta. Mm. I love it. Let's do that one. I was starting to think of like Ada, like Ada boy or Ada something like, is that not a, I, I, that may already be in the dictionary, but. Ada? Ada. I don't think so. Okay. Lauren, save us. Bring us home here. I don't have one. I just came up. We, we just talked about like You did not come up with those. You listened to a show. <laughs> Dude, I love it so much. Though. I don't. There's not like a word that I have. Apparently, I say words really strangely. Um, oh, that's true. But I mean, so the way that I say something. You're can be French. Added. Yes. But French Canadian. From Chicago. <laughs> French Canadian, Chicagoan, Little Rockian. Yeah. Uh, I don't have one. I'm so sorry. Uh, we're going to. We can't. Are we going to end this thing without? I don't have one. What can I do? Man, this is a first. Power pack. Power pack. (laughs) Shout out. That's good. That's good. Okay. We're out. Griffin, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.